Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Friday. It's the 12th day of June, 2020. Friday means poetry. Poetry Fridays on A Brief Chat. We'll get to our fabulous poet for this week in just a moment. But first, our events from Radical History from the Slingshot Organizer, which you can find at slingshotcollective.org. And from the Certain Days Calendar, which you can find at certaindays.org. In the uh, Slingshot Organizer, we find that Friday, June 12th, well, not necessarily Friday, but June 12th, 1898, Filipino General Emilio Aguinaldo declares independence from Spain. Uh, That went varying degrees of not well subsequently, thanks uh, also to U.S. imperialism. In 1929, Anne Frank was born. And in 2016 was the uh, Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. 49 people killed and 58 wounded in the deadliest incidents of violence against LGBTQ people in U.S. history. So, uh, look, not a not an uplifting set of events today, but uh, history is full of a lot of things that it's worth remembering, even if we don't always want to look at them. Now on to the poetry I don't really remember how I first came to know that Sandra Beasley existed. It was a very long time ago. I mean, I would say a more significantly more than a decade ago. But in any case, uh, once I found out that she existed, I have enjoyed reading uh, everything I can get my hands on from her blog to her books and so forth. She's a memoirist. She's a poet. She is a tireless advocate for poetry, for the craft of writing in general and writers. Years ago, when I was on my jazz or bust tour of the U.S., I ended up meeting up with Sandra at the Library of Congress for an event. And then we got a chance to hang out afterwards and uh, do an interview, which I will link in the show notes of this episode. So when I reached out to Sandra, I was super excited to have her say yes, and I'm really, really happy to bring you her work. Here's Sandra Beasley. Hi, my name is Sandra Beasley. I live in Washington, D.C. I'm the author of three books of poetry, most recently Count the Waves, and in February 2021, I'll publish my fourth collection called Made to Explode. I'm also the author of a memoir, Don't Kill the Birthday Girl, Tales from an Allergic Life, and the editor of an anthology called Vinegar and Char, a verse from the Southern Foodways Alliance. I wanted to use this time to share the opening three poems from Made to Explode, and I should mention that I grew up in Northern Virginia, which is an interesting area because politically, it would really prefer to affiliate itself with Washington, D.C., and a kind of set of metropolitan, cosmopolitan, northern values. But the reality is it is Virginia, and part of what I've been working through is recognizing how much historical microaggression, or really outright racism, was embedded in the culture in which I grew up. Uh, You're not going to hear that necessarily in an explicit way in the three poems I want to read, but it's something that kind of creeps in and accumulates over the course of the manuscript in poems that look at food, in poems that look at growing up in close proximity to militarized culture. I was the daughter of an army general. And um, thinking about monuments and memorials in particular 
as places where we inscribe a certain version of a shared history. So without further ado, I will start with the opening poem of this collection, Heirloom. And I should mention, uh, as I go into this, that all of my researched uh, Orida facts are totally true. Heirloom. Lo, twelve children born to a woman named Thankful in Nampa, by the border between Oregon and Idaho, or as it will be remembered, or Ida. Lo, two of her sons drive to Miami, not knowing if their plan will work. Lo, what were once waste scraps fed to the cows, now repackaged, the fry shavings sliced, spiced, and oiled. Lo, a chef at the Fontainebleau takes the bribe. Lo, tater tots are dished onto the tables of the 1954 National Potato Convention and soon enshrined in the freezers of America. Three decades later, the golden age of my childhood is a foil lined tray plattered with Orida product, maybe salt, maybe nothing but hot anticipation of my fingertips. Lo, my mother is a great cook, and lo, my grandmother is a terrible one. But on the tinfoil plains, they are equal. I need you to understand why my father will never enjoy an heirloom tomato glistening layered in basil. Put away your brandy wines, your Cherokee purples, your green zebras. Lo, as with spinach, as with olives, he tastes only the claustrophobia his mother unleashed from cans to feed four children on a budget. We talk little of this. Lo, what is cooked to mush. Lo, what is peppered to ash. Lo, the flavor rendered as morning chore that this, too, is a form of love. The second poem in Made to Explode, Elephant. On the Route 7 strip, next to the office supply store, next to the pool supply store, next to the Tower Records, next to the TJ Maxx, the Ranger surplus lurked, where I shopped only at the edges. Iron-on patches, all-weather lighters, vintage plate pinups, never venturing into the groin of camouflage and camping gear, until I began buying weapons, including a mace, a chained flail, several throwing stars, and the book Contemporary Surveillance Techniques, with its cover art showing a man crouched in a stereo speaker. All gifts from my father, because what do you get the man who has everything and by everything? I mean a large caliber shell casing, upright and decorative in the living room, where you might expect a potted ficus to be. And these, too, were the years he gave me t-shirt after t-shirt, souvenirs of every posting and deployment, including the one that said, Hard Rock Cafe, Baghdad, closed. Kuwait, now reopening. 
T-shirts that fit poorly over my new breasts, boxy, unflattering, and so I shut them away in drawers again and again, each of us trying to say to the other, I see you. The way a blindfolded man takes the tail into his hands, believing from this he can see the elephant. Long John Silvers. I don't know if anyone else out there frequented this fast food restaurant, but it was one of our favorites. Long John Silvers. Once again, at the Long John Silvers of 1988, the rope-slung walkway seems to sway under my feet, and I look up at the Cape Cod with its steepled roof trimmed in yellow and lean my whole weight to the wrought iron sword that serves as a door handle. At the counter, I order a fish fillet served in a folded paper treasure chest with a handful of fries to hide the secret compartment. Hold the hush puppy's corn cob on the side. I carry the blue plastic tray with care to a booth paneled in the mahogany of an officer's quarters, then sit on a bench vinyled like a nautical flag. The batter is always fluffy with club soda, and here no one has died yet. My teeth cut a smile into the Icelandic cod, and perhaps I will go back to order a chicken plank or a tray of crunchies swept from Friar's belly, which they will give me for free. When I look back on all that I've done, I want to be the person stubborn enough to found a chain of seafood shops in Lexington, Kentucky, 500 miles from any ocean, named for a character in a Scottish novel. I want to admit I'm doubled over and howling, yet reach up to ring the captain's bell on my way out. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Again, my name is Sandra Beasley. These were the three opening poems from a collection called Made to Explode, which will be out with W.W. Norton in February 2021. Take care. Thanks so much to Sandra Beasley for being on A Brief Chat. You can find links to her work in the show notes of this episode. You can find those show notes, of course, in whatever podcast app you're using to listen to this. You can also find them at abriefchat.com, and once there, you'll find every previous episode. If you want to hear all of the poets, you'll see on the navigation bar there is a place to click that says Poetry Fridays, and all of the poets who've been on the show are collected there. You can also become a member of this program, which quite literally puts food on our table and is also just cool because it's fun to support independent media, gives you a good feeling, and helps the independent media creators that you like keep creating that stuff. So if you would like to become a member, you can do that at abriefchat.com as well. If you are a member, you'll get an episode tomorrow. If you're not, I'll be back on Monday. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>